Yeah, so you hear all this? Euros and pounds. So here we are. Here we are. In the podcast dungeon. Episode 21? Oh, we're drinking age, and I do not have a drink. <laughs> I know, neither of us do. Son of a bitch. We're slacking today. And we're without Jimmy. We're trying to do this on our own. I know, so just bear with us. Yeah, so. If we sound a little off, we'll be, we'll sound better next week. Well, maybe him not being here, he will cut out everything. We <laughs> right? He's like, this is trash. It's going to be a 14-minute episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. We are a paranormal podcast where we talk about creepy things or things that have to do with ghost hunting or occult stuff anything otherworldly other always <laughs> otherworldly um i did receive in the mail today clayton have you met bob our new is that what you named him i've named him bob our new oddity files mascot sent by lisa and bob is a stuffed sasquatch because i like how he has a sweatshirt on it's like a it's like a flannel because it came from Canada. Oh, see what she did there. Uh, because I think our other mascot, I think it's dead because I haven't watched it. Don't turn it over; it'll I ruin your computer. It in like three months. Well, it's a. I thought the whole point of those like was you don't have to water. Oh shit! Well, I think you're supposed to spray water on them. Uh, anywho, we do have a huge announcement that I'm super excited to tell people. Yes. Um, on Saturday, September 28th, we will be in Crown Point, Indiana at the Hunt the Town Crown Point, which Crown Point has my absolutely, positively favorite place to investigate in the entire world. They're going to do ghost hunts. They're going to do panels and they're going to have an oddity files, the podcast live Live. again. Yay! Ah, the last one was so much fun, too. Speaking of that, you guys might have seen this um, earlier this week. We kind of just, like, surprised you guys and released the live podcast from Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. Um, just as, like, you know, here you go. I love it. I can't, I, you know, if we had all the time in the world, I'd love to do two episodes a week all the time. Yeah. But we don't have We don't have that time. time in the world. Okay, so if you want to find out more about this Hunt the Town event and others that they have, you just head to Facebook and search for Hunt the Town. And we're really excited about this, and we really hope you guys will come and check it out. The best part is we get to help out with the investigation that night. Yes! At one of our favorite places to investigate. Exactly. And they're working on um, a couple other places to investigate that evening, and it's just going to be a blast. They're constantly announcing new guests, um, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. And it's, you know, just a couple hours away for us. Yeah, that's always so easy. I'm trying to talk him into going to uh, Red Key, where we were a couple weeks ago. Because yeah. Because that entire town That whole town. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That's our exciting news. Yay. Is that our paranormal news, technically? No. Where's oh. my phone? So Uh-oh. I was on Instagram. And I don't know how. It's, it's not totally paranormal, but it's just weird okay. as hell. 
I screen grabbed everything because I didn't want to be like, oh God, where is it on my phone? Besides the pictures of my puppy. So, um, I fucking love science is one of my favorite follows Ooh. on Facebook and I follow them on Instagram as well. It's IFL science. Um, and they're saying dozens of human skeletons discovered in an ancient burial site in Oxfordshire, England, are believed to be victims of ritualistic sacrifices more than 3,000 years ago. What? Dating back to the Iron Age, the ancient settlement was discovered by the Britain-based Thames Water Company while preparing to lay six... Well, let's go with miles. While preparing to lay 3.7 miles of new water pipes in a chalk stream. During the dig, the water crew discovered these bodies, and I guess they're just buried in all these different positions, and some of them don't have heads and things like this, and they think that um, either one, that's just how they buried people back then, which, think about it, is fucking genius, because now we're all talking about it, right? or that they were... Uh, they were killed for rituals and things um, like that. I like to go with the... The second one. Yeah. I like to go with the first one. Oh, where I like they the just, ritualistic. You know, I mean, it was way back then, so it probably was. I literally just followed them, too. I love And I can't wait. So much. Um, but think about it. If we were to bury somebody with, like... Because, like, one woman they dug up, she was, like, all spread eagle with, like, hands over her head and what? stuff like that. So you're like... What the hell is going on here? And we'll make up whatever we think it is. Honestly. This is going to be dangerous. I'm just like scrolling through this. Oh, and I'm it's like, so good. Uh, the inside of a leatherback turtle's mouth. Terrifying. Yeah. Google but it. follow them on um, Facebook, Facebook, too, because they've got some amazing articles so on cool. there. Now, this is going to be one of those things like when I can't fall asleep, I'll just like, oh, scroll through that so and bad. read all those. It's so bad. There's a couple of them. And, and Nat Geo on Instagram is a great follow, too. Um, I didn't know that Disney owned Nat Geo. Neither did I. Yeah, but you know how Disney's coming out with their streaming service? Yeah. They released like a screenshot of kind of what it looks like. And there's an option to click like Disney, like classics, Marvel, Star Wars, and Nat Geo is one of the categories. Really? I thought they were part of Discovery, honestly. They own everything. They do. So does Everything. This, yeah. It's like Disney versus Discovery at this point. Except Basically. Discovery just owns cable. <laughs> yeah, which, look out. They'll come for you. So anything exciting happening in your life? Um, Exciting. No, but the weather's getting nice. It's amazing. So that's always just like, like you see, you just see greatness coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I literally just got over the jet lag two days ago. Really? Yeah, it, it was bad this time. I don't know why. I think it's because I was there for such a short like amount a of time. few days as opposed to two weeks. Like so your body probably like started to get on board. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, just kidding. Exactly. And came home. Oh, you know what I did do? I went to the Oddities and Curiosities Expo in Indy. I saw that you checked into that. How was it? It was so cool. It was very, very cool. Because that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I actually had a booth at a couple horror shows where I was selling oddities I'd find at antique malls and eBay and stuff like that. So I just kind of wanted to go and check out what everybody got there. See the really cool piece of art I got for the podcast I do love that. I love it so much. Look at the big chunk of sage there behind you. I've never seen a roll of sage that big before in my life. Yeah. And I got some candles and met some really cool people. I got, oh, what? Oh, this, I have to 
Jimmy, you're going to have to cut this out. i got to grab it because I have to talk about it because it's really cool. So I got this really cool thing, um, and I can't read it without my glasses, son of a bitch. It's, it looks like a voodoo doll, kind of. See right, it? yeah. It's made out of sticks and fabric and jewels, and we'll post a picture of it on the Instagram page. Um, it's a talisman doll, and it's based on, African, uh, on an African prayer wish doll. Hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I was drawn to this one specifically. It is really cool looking. Um, you place a wish on the doll and hope it comes true. Hmm. But back in the day, when the um, when the Africans would put these together, they'd put a wish into it and then throw it into a fire and then hope it comes true. Whoa! But she's beautiful. Um, she is the Hindu Kamadeva, K A M A D E V A Kamadeva. Sounds good. She's the Hindu god of love, health, and physical beauty. Speaking of that, I have a Botox appointment tomorrow. <laughs> Don't let me forget. <laughs> but yeah, all kinds of neat stuff like that. Candles that were spell candles and things yeah. like that. It was just, I got the, a huge two pound wand of obsidian, which you know is my favorite. That yep. black gl- volcanic glass, which actually kills dragons. I was watching Game of Thrones and I'm Ew. like, shit, that's obsidian. Ew. Yeah. Craziness, full circle. I love it. That is so it, cool. It was fun, and they travel from city to city. And oh, that's I thought it was like a thing. Yeah, just, it's like a it's like, like a there. convention that goes from city to city, like the ones we do. Whoa, so it's really cool. Was it kind of like set up almost kind of like a flea market, or was it like it was more like just vendor booths yeah. everywhere? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And some people had arts, not a whole lot of antiques. Uh, a lot of bones and taxidermy I bet. and stuff I'm not that into. Yeah. You should have um, had a booth there. I should have, but I I ran the last time I had my booth I almost sold out at Horror House. I know, yeah. Was, see, keep doing it. I know. I should. I should. I really need to open a shop in that haunted building I want to buy in Paragon over there. Nobody buy it because I want it. Well, unless... we can open a shop in Story. Yes, I finally saw the dollar amount on that. Yeah. Over $3 million. But, I mean, it's a town. It is. It is. And it's a tourist attraction. Right. That one, which, speaking of, we need to go to Stonehenge there. Yeah, Indiana Stonehenge. Yeah. I pulled up pictures of it online. It's 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 not as fantastic as you would oh. think it would be. It's like some rocks in the ground. Not even, like, on their sides or anything. Oh, it's just rocks. Yeah, it's just rocks. <laughs> Rocks somewhere that, like, there maybe shouldn't be rocks. So they're yeah. like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Rocks. Well, I mean, this area is covered in limestone, so it's probably just some limestone That's coming out of the ground. That's absolutely what it is. Um, someone was telling me yesterday about there's, like, an ultra marathon that's run through Brown County State Park. Oh, really? And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Oh, God. One, it's not even a marathon. It's an ultra marathon, which couldn't tell you how many miles that is. Five million. But it's like on all those trails. Imagine like rolling your ankles in. No. Uh-huh. Well, they have the hilly one hundred out here. These people on these bikes on these. I know. Hills. Remember that day I was driving out here. Oh, it's. And ridiculous. I was like, oh, I'll go the back way today. No. <laughs> you should see the look on his face. I was. It's kind of like a bitch, please. The amount of bikers. Yeah. I mean thousands, and I'm not so exaggerating. Many. Actual yeah. thousands, and like some are on tandem bikes. Some are. Yeah. Some people are on like mountain bikes from Walmart. So, like it's not like a race; it's just a ride. People riding their bikes in these skin tight little outfits where their shorts match. 
Maybe Oddity Files needs to sponsor <laughs> Bicyclist. How much fun oh, would gosh. that be? Hey, I saw you added something to our shop. Yeah, sticker. Yeah, that's awesome. He's yawning again. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I was like me. being nosy in there when I made the um, like the 10,000 downloads yeah. promo. Oh, which we have not talked about. Go ahead. I know. First. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, we should just have, because you made the car decals. I was yes. like, oh, I kind of want a sticker for my computer. A million percent. That's just the the podcast artwork. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I want I'll just that put too. it up for sale. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the car de- decals. Maybe we'll sell them at yeah. like events we're at. Oh, yeah. Because I'm really bad at shipping stuff. But we also do have a lot of like really close fans. I know that like commented on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure that we can just hand them out to. Chris is actually wants to look into getting one of those cutters that makes the stickers. Yeah. We would have all the fucking Who? stickers. I feel like I know someone that has one. Oh, it's a car shop. Oh, well that makes all the sense. Right. But 10,000 10, downloads. downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Pass that up. That segue. I I'm, I can't believe it. Me either. Because my goal, remember, was like, as long as we get to 10,000 before six months. Six months, yeah. And what are we, three and a half-ish? Something like that. Yeah. I You guys are the best. It's so incredible. It really the is best. so, so, so incredible. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> out there spreading the word about it. I cannot thank you guys enough. You I know. Guys. I was like refreshing our back end, just like waiting for it to tick. And then I think I it was, was like... Was it overnight? Or? It did, because I think first thing in the morning I saw yeah, it. I fell asleep. It to <laughs> and I was like, yay! Um, you know what we don't know, though? What? Who goes first? Oh, shit. Well, do we go by the live podcast that was just put up no. this week? I would go. We should go from episode 20. Okay, then it would be you, because you did the Hex House after my... After... Lorraine Mansion. Perfect. Oh, look at that. So, mine breaches into like mythology a little bit. Oh, cool. But it's also like cryptid because, yes, it's myth, myth, mystical. Okay. <laughs> Said mythical. There have been sightings. I am doing the Thunderbird. Ooh. Sightings of the Thunderbird? Yeah. Yes. That I didn't. Re- I don't really know anything about the Thunderbird. I know um, it's a car. It was a car. <laughs> right. Um, and from um, Fantastic Beasts. Yes, and there was a cartoon maybe in the oh, really? 70s and 80s. So, um, perhaps one of the most elusive and legendary among America's mythical creatures is the Thunderbird, a giant eagle-like bird with um, incredible strength. Ooh. So, this creature has been reported through the Midwest – and a particular case in Illinois, which included a like a dangerously close encounter, supposedly. Oh, shit. Where the in Illinois drama. does it say? I'll get there. Okay. So <laughs> I do that all the time. So the legend of the, of the Thunderbird is present throughout the American Midwest and has like a ton of different versions, particularly in Native American tribes yes. uh, that once lived um, to continue, you know, all throughout, not just in the Midwest, but the entire United States. Um, Native Americans. So the Sioux Nation, particularly the Brule Sioux tribe, I'm assuming I'm saying that right. Sorry if you're listening and you're we're a part of that tribe or a family and I said it wrong, just comment and let us know. It's a southwest part of South Dakota on the Rosebud Reservation 
a Thunderbird legend known as Wakinian Tonka. Very good. Thanks. I think that's right. That's absolutely right. I'm 116th Native American, and I approve that message. Which translates to Great Thunderbird. Okay. Or so the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry says. I'll believe him. So this tribe, the Thunderbird, isn't a mythical giant bird, but it's a group of non-physical beings that lived in the Black Hills. Oh, even better. Clothed in clouds, the Thunderbird men are formless, and their colors um, correspond to the four um, the four points, whatever that means. I don't know. Maybe uh, but it's wind, fire. The Thunderbird of the West is black. The one of the East is yellow. Red, north, white, south. I love it. Yeah. And they are um, giants with four jointed wings. Okay. Which is a little confusing because they also say they're formless, but they have wings. Well, And they're clothed in clouds. It's like when we try to tell people what God looks like. True. Yeah. So in place of feet are enormous claws with a huge beak in place of the face with with sharp pointed teeth. These things sound terrifying. Yes, they do. Um, Unlike other accounts of giant birds, they represent a demeanor of goodness and are seen as guides and agents Agents of change. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, They love what is pure and clean in the world. Okay. Well, I like like them. They're so scary looking, but they mean well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're just trying to keep everybody at bay. So from time to time, a holy man catches a glimpse of a Wakinian in his dreams, but always only a part of it. So no one has actually seen one in a whole. So okay. people get like glimpses, and that's how they've put together these things. Kind of like a police sketch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So a different tribe, the Yaqui. I think so. Yaqui, Yaqui, Y-A-Q-U-I tribe tells a different story in the tale of the Otamkawi. In their tales, the giant bird lived in the hills of Otomkawi and would periodically fly out in search of food, carrying away men, children, and oh, women. Shit. <laughs> little less. Uh, Those are a little more terrifying. Yeah. It means, well, say goodbye to your family. Yeah. Uh, this came to be such a problem that the Yaqui people feared even having fiestas and ceremonial dances because they thought this bird would come out and swoop and carry everyone off. Just, I'm taking you. Literally. <laughs> So a modern tale that seems to support their legend comes from a small town in Illinois called Lawndale. I've heard of it. It's a Chicago suburb, I think. Really? Yeah. So, and they talked about it um, on the Discovery Channel, actually, in a series called Into the Unknown. Ooh. It was... Sounds like something I Around in the 70s, advice. which I didn't even know Discovery's been around that long. Good for them. Shit, I didn't think cable happened to the 80s. I'm that old. <laughs> So around 8.30 p.m., three boys were playing hide-and-seek in the backyard when two giant birds started swooping down at them, um, narrowly missing one of the kids. In the 70s? In the 70s. Okay, back up. I oh. was a child oh, right. in the 70s in, in the that area of Chicago. Now I'm really... And let me add, Uh-oh. there was a cornfield behind the townhouse I lived Did in. Did you always see giant birds? No, but we, oh. we dig up arrowheads all day, every day. Whoa. I wish I had them still. But shit, it was Plainfield. So when the birds came back around for another attempt, because they were like swooping down, mm-hmm. one of the birds caught this kid whose parents owned the house. Oh, shit. 
the bird grabbed the kid with his talons, carried the boy three feet off the ground, and traveled about 35, um, 35 feet. Okay. Is, is there witnesses that saw this? Yes. Or is this the children's? Witnesses to the encounter Ooh. were Ruth and Jake Lowe, who responded to their son's cries in time to witness oh, it all. Huh. Also witnessing it were their friends who were over at the house uh, cleaning out the camper. That oh, was in the driveway. So they were playing hide and seek. All of a sudden, this massive ass bird picks up this kid and just carries it three feet. There is no bird that could do that. Right. Unless it's a fucking pterodactyl, which those don't exist. But like we see bald eagles out here all the time. That's not going to pick up a child. No, like, not a child old a enough kid. to play right. fucking hide and seek. Exactly. So the incident was reported to the local police as well as the Illinois Department of Conservation in Springfield, which is nearby. Um, according to the book Monsters of Illinois, the authorities in the late seventies didn't take her ser- didn't take the mom seriously. Well, this is another dingo story. Literally, dingo Literally. ate my baby. So, however, as it turns out, Illinois in particular has a rich history when it comes to giant birds of prey. When explorers, two explorers, traveled through the area. What? Very important question. Uh huh. I think I might have missed it because I was picturing this terrifying bird. Yeah. Did. Did it end up dropping the child, or is yep. the child just gone forever? No. So, like, the kid fought him away. That's why after 35 oh, feet, he, he was okay. dropped. Sorry. <laughs> he just never saw the kid again. Well, I'm back to the dingo ate my baby. Dingo ate my baby. <laughs> uh, which that story pisses me off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jacques Marquette and Louis Juliet, like the famous explorers, when they were traveling through that area in 1673, they recorded in their diaries um, an image nearly – oh, wow. Sorry. They recorded in their diaries an image carved nearly 50 feet high into limestone in Illinois in an area where uh, the Mississippi meets up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And the bird would become known as the Piazza bird. Okay. Which the Piazza bird, according to the Alini tribe, um, according to the Alini tribe, legend recorded on the Illinois Department of Natural Resources website was a scaled bird with a form that included aspects of mammals, birds, reptiles, and fish. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's kind of like the Bahamian owl. Yes. So legend tells that the bird constantly threatened the Alinic tribe until its chief, Awatoga, destroyed the beast with poison arrows. Go, Awatoga. Good job. This was many moons before white men explored the the area. You should see his hand movements. It's beautiful. Many moons. (laughs) All the Native American stuff has me feeling like they have to just, like, you know, translate it well. The original relief that Marquette and Juliet saw was later painted and relocated, I guess, several times. Okay. A recreation of the original painting stands as a landmark in Alton, Illinois, on the Great River Road, where Marquette and Juliet first noted it. Which that house must be totally haunted. Really? Our biggest fan, our biggest littlest fan, pint-sized Daryl lives there. Oh. Yeah. They should send us a picture. So a huge bird was also spotted in Alaska in 2002. That makes more sense in Illinois. Absolutely. So I guess at the time, several residents in the villages of Tojiak and Manakatak. Sure. I'm so sorry. Spotted the bird the size of a small airplane. And what one witness said, it was something out of a Jurassic Park movie. The wingspan was had to be over 14 feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Though some scientists were like, mm, we don't know about that. But still. So raptor specialist Phil Schimpf. Sure. 
um, said that he's not totally aware of anything with a 14-foot wingspan that's been alive in the last 100,000 years. That's why I kept thinking pterodactyl. Right? Somebody's got a fucking Jurassic Park out there. But I was like, what? Like, What could it be? What? Yeah. What could it be? Because, like, obviously there's not any any um, like firsthand of like these birds casting lightning down to the ground. But right. I think, you know, Thunderbirds can also be seen as these giant ass birds. Right. You know, because no, like some of these tribes, Thunderbirds weren't quite literally Thunderbirds. Right. They were different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if it could pick up a small child in the 70s, it could. Whoa. People were a lot shorter back in the day. Pick up your whole goddamn family. Whole. They literally quit having parties. All right, guys, we have to cancel this week's party. The bird's going to carry your. Code red. Code red. I'm sure they called it something different. Yeah. But literally, like, how do you, like, this is actual, this actually happened. These Native American tribes recorded that they canceled the parties. That's crazy. Because birds were picking up. Now the. And it wasn't like babies. Like men, it says yeah. men, women, and children. Now the Alaska thing. When did that happen? Two thousand two. Oh shit! Yeah. I mean, are they just kind of hanging out with Bigfoot and and just? I don't know. There was also a lot of accounts, but they were like really vague in Pennsylvania. Oh shit! About Thunderbird sightings. It's very hilly. See what I uh, the whole Illinois thing stumps me because there's no mountain. Everything's just fucking. It's really flat, flat. but yeah. there are a lot of trees. Throughout Illinois. And there's a lot of farmland. A whole lot yeah, of farmland. Yeah, that's so true. So, I do, you know what? I wonder if that's near where I lived in the 70s. I'm going to have to look it up. Lawndale? I'll look it up right now. Because I was in Plainfield, Illinois, which is right outside of Joliet. Lawndale, Illinois is really small. Maybe they have nothing better to do than to... It is right, um, so you know where, like, Peoria is? Mm-hmm. And you know where Springfield is? Yeah. It's, like, right in the middle. Do you see Joliet on there? Isn't Joliet way up north? Uh-uh. It should be... Um, no. Off to the west-ish. Oh, jeez. Uh, Joliet, Illinois is... A hundred and... Julia is up north by near Chicago. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant. I think of Chicago as in the middle of the state. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, you're right. It's two hours north. Okay. Interesting. So. So I'm, I'm lucky to be alive is what I'm saying right that, now. Oh, shit. Hmm. It could have been me, Clayton. You could have been picked up. It could have, yeah. Could have been when I was outside playing. What with if you were like, oh my gosh, I knew that kid. Like, I knew when that I happened. Shit. If <laughs> his name was up. Dominic, I knew him. I don't remember last names. <laughs> wait, you knew someone who got picked up by a bird? No. Oh. I just knew somebody. It's like, wait, why didn't you say I this earlier? Make, I used to make the, that boy and his brother. I'd put on my Grease record and I'd make them reenact the songs with me. Oh my gosh. No. Do you see they're making a prequel to Grease? No. We'll talk about that later. I can't. No, they I can't. didn't even click on the link. I was like, stop. I, no, I can't. So my story mm-hmm. isn't cryptid or haunted or anything like that. It's like 
the beginning of like paranormal equipment. It's a little bit of a history lesson with some names everybody will recognize and how they were like the first ones to create. Interesting. I've never thought about that. So I hope listeners don't turn away. I thought it was interesting as hell. And anybody who does paranormal investigate will think it's probably interesting. So the rest of you just hang tight and then we'll talk about Grease the prequel. Or we don't have to. (laughs) Okay. So I called it the first paranormal investigators. At the turn of the 20th century, spiritualism was at its highest, and we've talked about spiritualism. For those yep. who don't know, it's it's when the craze of seances and Ouija boards and things like that just were commonplace in everybody's home. Um, spiritualism is a fancy way of saying that communicating with the dead. This craze had everyone conducting seances in their own homes as entertainment for guests, and this time also brought us the invention of the Ouija board as a party game. I've told the story of Houdini and how he was out to prove psychics and mediums of his day as frauds. And if you guys haven't heard the story, it's episode two. It's called Knickerbocker Airlines. It was actually super interesting. I loved it. Um, But today I want to talk about the inventors of turning this paranormal things into scientific equipment, which is pretty much the precursor of everything we use. Um, the two men who were at the forefront of what paranormal investigating has become today, like I said, a way to scientifically prove that there's something more to life than our day-to-day existence. Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla started out as colleagues working together for one common goal. Edison was the inventor of the light bulb, the phonograph, AKA record player, and the moving pictures. Tesla's inventions brought us such things that have enabled modern-day power as it is and mass communication. Um, Tesla came to America in 1884 with no more than a letter of introduction to business tycoon Thomas Edison and the clothes on his back. Edison hired Tesla, and the two were vigorously working together to make improvements on Edison's already inventions. That's so crazy. I didn't know that they, like, Work together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Mysteries at the Museum told me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> um, sadly, though, the two part ways several months later. Many say it was due to the differences in their personalities. Edison being a mover and a shaker with marketing and financial success. And Tesla was said to be not very business savvy and also thought as vulnerable. So he was kind of emo and, and <sighs> yeah. you know, Edison was probably this boisterous, huge man. Gosh, can you imagine? He invented the light bulb. Exactly. And there's so many, um, I guess they were fighting over how to make power able to go into every household. And Edison stole some ideas from Tesla. Oh, no. A lot of drama. The drama. Yeah. Inventor drama. Hashtag inventor drama. Oh, can you imagine those conversations? (laughs) I don't want to. No, me either. I think it would be terrible. Uh, I actually did watch um, uh, history... Rap and history, what are those called? It's on YouTube where they dress up as the characters and they do this rap about how they fought and this, that, and the other. It's actually entertaining as hell. You should check it out. Um, (laughs) But later, both in their lives, they became somewhat obsessed in speaking to other realms and both came up with their own ways to do so. Whoa. So Edison, this is both towards the end of their lives and careers and things like that. Um, Edison's story began, he began working on his spirit phone and Tesla began working on his spirit radio. 
a.k.a. Whoa. Spirit, Spirit Box. Um, so let's go with the Edison story first. While the public was caught up in all the spiritualism craze, he wanted to know more about the science of it. He thought psychics and mediums were shit and tried to debunk them all the time, very similar to Houdini. Um, but because for Edison, this was a matter of strict science. Edison believed that life was indestructible and that quantity could, quote, quantity could never be increased or decreased. He theorized that like our bodies, our personalities have a physical form and they make tiny, quote, entities, unquote, similar to atoms. He thought these entities might exist, exist after humans passed away a personality-based residue of loose memories and thoughts containing part of who a person was during life, which is insane. What's crazy, like, already, though, like, these are, su- like, super, 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 super smart people. smart guys. Yeah. Like, I can't even fathom being that smart. No. And so... And he, he wouldn't call them spirits. He wouldn't call them souls. He called them personalities. He wanted to interact with these personalities, which is... Kind of cool. I like that. Really cool. And I think we may have to use that we'll in an investigation. Talk about stealing ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know. Um, so he started creating this device to gather this, quote unquote, residue and amplify it into his device. And then his device would amplify the voices and record it onto a phonograph or record player. So it's kind of like a fancy form of an EVP recorder. Right. But the problem he had, and I did research while I was, I wrote this story yesterday and I did research while I was doing my nails, sitting there with my earbuds in, listening to um, Dave Schrader's Beyond the Darkness. And, um, he couldn't figure out a way to get these particles to come to the thingamabob, because of lack of a better term, that would turn it into sound on his phonograph. Gotcha. So what he did is he contacted psychics and mediums to get the personalities to come to actually record these Whoa. voices and things. And um, he didn't have any luck, sadly. Huh. Now, it's funny, too, because uh, he, his, his journals were published and um, put out there for the world. Um, on the first run of the book, the, um, the publishers were not happy with it because of the spiritualism at the end of it. And they thought it was all demons, 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 uh-huh. demons. So he had to pull it out. But in the French version of it, it stayed in, which is kind of cool. And people have translated it, and that's where that information comes That's crazy. From. Yeah. Again, I just can't get over, like, I just can't get over that. Like, that they would open, like, their minds up. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. It's, I don't know, maybe it's because it was towards the end of his life, and he just wanted <laughs> to know that everything was going to be okay when he died. Who knows? Um... He never named the machine, so Spirit Phone is a name that was coined later. He did refer to it as a valve that was highly sensitive to vibrations. Valve, that's the word I was looking for, not the thingamabobber. 
Um, later sketches of the valve made its way into magazines and looked pretty much like a phonograph with a fluted horn containing an electrode. No, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> and the horn was attached to a wooden box containing a microphone, which is said would pick up the vibrations of these entities and then record it onto the record. And there's no evidence that Edison, there's no evidence that Edison created it, but this journal, apparently, he did. That I wrote before I listened to <laughs> Dave's podcast. Now, Tesla's creation went along similar thoughts that vibrations could be captured and it would be a way to communicate. However, Tesla's theory was more trained towards space. Tesla built his device, which was a very different design than Edison's, and was able to capture what he thought was voices from other planets. Um, there are plans all over the internet to make Tesla's spirit planet box. Yes. Yes. And there's YouTube videos where people get some weird shit on. Whoa. Them. Not even going to lie. I tried to find Tesla's recordings, but I, I couldn't find anything. Um, people like Steve Huff have made them. Um, uh, yeah. So there's stuff all over the internet where people are just making them like as a hobby in their garages or their man caves or their woman caves and, and getting like you can, it'll pick up the sound of like thunder from hundreds of miles away. What? It's so cool. Oh, uh, where was I? Let's see. Um, It's very different in design. Okay. Um, here's what was said by the man himself in Tesla's paper, Talking with Planets. Quote, I can never forget the first sensations I experienced when it dawned upon me that I had observed something possibly of incalculable conse big word, consequences to mankind. I felt as though I were present at the birth of a new knowledge or the revelation of a great truth. Even now, at times, I can vividly recall the incident and see my apparatus as though it were actually before me. My first observations positively terrified me, as there was present in them something mysterious, not to say supernatural, and I was alone in my laboratory at night. How fucking amazing did that How happen? terrifying. <clears throat> But at that time, the idea of these disturbances being intelligently controlled signals did not yet present itself to me. So Tesla's theory was, and this is all from memory from Dave Schrader's podcast, um, is that anytime anybody says anything ever, it's out there in the universe floating around. And what this, it's a coil the Tesla coil. Right. Um, it's a copper coil. And what this coil is supposed to do is, is capture these voices, but yet the spirits are supposed to, or aliens or whatever, are supposed to be able to manipulate it and answer your questions very similar to the Hack Shack or the Spirit Box uh -huh. or the Wonder Box or any of these apps that they have now. He was so ahead of his time. Whoa. I'm legit team Tesla on this. Um, like I said, Tesla's device is still being used in the paranormal world. Just search 
YouTube for Tesla Ghost Radio, and you'll find all kinds of paranormal investigators using them. Or search Tesla Ghost Radio Instructions, and there are all kinds of websites just giving you step-by-step instructions on how to build one in the comfort of your own home. That's wild. That's a job for Carter right there. (laughs) Now, since all these fabulous people have made this device, here's a little audio from Mr. Fix It Rick on YouTube so you can listen to what it sounds like. What did I do with that? Okay. Let me crank up my volume. Not mute. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it picks up. What? Could you imagine voices? Shit. Could you imagine voices coming through on that? It's just like, it's just taking in any radio. Everything. Yes. It's, I would be terrified. Think about being back then and that, and just like listening to that in a, I'm assuming dark room. No. Laboratory, if you will. I'd be terrified. Oh my gosh. Because it's all aliens. Legit. He really thought he was talking to aliens. Which, interestingly enough, we, all jokes aside, at our last investigation, like, may have talked to aliens. <laughs> it's There were some weird voices. It was weird, like, box. clicking sound. Ew. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry, it's so scary. No, it's, I cannot wait. Actually, I need to pull all the that was, video off my camera so we can listen to that. So it's it's creepy, it's spooky, and if a voice and there are other YouTube videos over there where voices come over on them. Um, at this point, people are hooking up these devices they make directly to their computers and recording the evidence onto their computers. It's been said to capture the sound of lightning strikes from miles away, like I had said, radio stations that are hundreds of thousands of miles away. How? I don't know. I have no idea. That's why I'm not smart. And to communicate with the dead. Some people say they've talked to Tesla through this device. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't confirm nor deny. Whoa. Yes. Um, These are what I consider the forefathers of the devices we use today, such as the spirit box and EVP recorders. Honestly, if you think about it, what... Edison was saying was very similar to like energies floating around and making the K2 light up. Absolutely. It's, they they were just so ahead of their time. I know it isn't a super creepy story, but as I'm fascinated with communication with the dead, I certainly. That's so incredible. And I, I, this is the third time I've said something like these are super, super smart people. Scientists. Like the ultimate form of scientist. That's so incredible. They're like. They wanted to talk to the dead. They I, know. I wonder which one did it first. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sure. like, did the other one only do it because the other one was doing it? Well, in that podcast I was listening to, I guess they had, each team had spies on the other's team. The drama. Yeah. But the fact that Tesla got his to work, kind of hashtag yeah. team Tesla. For sure. Plus, even the, what is that thing called with the electricity? The Tesla coil. Yes. That attracts spirits as well. We need to get one of those. Uh, Well, we used to have one, or I think they still have one at Fear Fair. Oh. 
It's massive. Hey, Brett. Oh, no, that's way too big to take. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's like the size of a refrigerator. Massive. But I've, I've been talking with somebody at Fear Fair who thinks it's haunted. Maybe we can light that Fear Fair is not haunted. I spent I so much time in that I building. Know. It's people scare me, not ghosts, <laughs> especially there. <laughs> but it's a crazy story. That is so crazy. Yeah. And that's really cool. I mean, like you said, it's very different and... Yeah, it's cool. And we get other investigators that listen. I know not everybody's, uh, but everybody's, I'm sure. But it's also cool just to see, like, where that stuff comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. And it just all kind of went away for a while, and then now people are bringing back Tesla's device, and maybe somebody listening that's way smarter than I am will try to get Edison's device to work. That's so cool. I, it did crack my shit up that he couldn't get the spirits to go on the thingamabobber, so he had to bring in psychics and mediums that he didn't believe in anyway, and it still didn't work. Right. You know how hard that was to like ask them for him? Oh, you know. He's That's like, what makes me think bitch. Tesla came first, because Edison was kind of grasping at straws. Hashtag Team Tesla. Team Tesla. I, uh... Oh, so I talked to one of our dear friends, one of our celebrity friends... Yeah. We had a ghost story. Um, talked to her a couple months ago. She's been hella busy. Her name is Paige. She's a WWE superstar. They just released a movie about her life. And then she had WrestleMania. All the things. All the stuff. And she was at Sundance and everything. And um, so we finally were able to catch up. And I gave her a call and I had spoke to her last time I saw her. I'm like, Hey, Clayton and I are starting this podcast. She's like, Oh my God, I have my entire family's mediums and psychics. And I totally believe in the thing. So let's go ahead and play that. Yeah. I come from obviously a family in which I like that. My my mom is a medium and my, my sister are mediums too. Like she's a medium too. My sister, she's on another level. dude. like, she's crazy at what she does. And like, I'm not skeptical about that stuff whatsoever. I'm like a very spiritual person, so I love I love it. But the stuff that comes out of her mouth sometimes, like she has a shit at me. Like when she like <laughs> talks to like just she she has, if she sees someone in the street, she has to like stop and like talk to him because she's just like has this crazy anxiety over her body, you know? Oh wow! Like, she's like, no, I need to, I need to like I need to say something, and I, I, like literally every single time, she's always right. It just blows my mind. That's crazy. Like, she, yeah, she has like dreams and stuff like that. It's insane. But yeah, like, I, my mom used to tell me like I I kind of remember this from when I was a kid too. Like, I used to, like uh, we lived from like we we're gypsies, right? So we constantly were moving. But like we settled in this pub that my parents had, mm-hmm. and um, apparently I was like constantly telling them, like, there's a man with block hair, which they're assuming I meant black hair, but I was so young. Yeah. Apparently, I was just like, this man with block hair just keeps following me around. Like, he's there. He's in my room. He's in the he's in the bathroom. He's, like, everywhere I went around this house, apparently. And I basically remember it. I remember, like, just always having, like, this uh, male, like, spirit. Like, like presence? Yeah. Yeah, presence. And I just remember, like, seeing a man with black hair, and he was very tall, and he wore like a long black jacket. I remember oh. that, like when I'm really thinking about. It. And he wore, and he wore all black. He was just all in black. And I remember oh, that. But then crazy. all of a sudden, like, yeah, one day he just like disappeared, you know. And I never saw him again. But like, I don't know what that means or anything like that. I don't know who it was, but like, 
I used to say, maybe it's my imaginary friend, like Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, maybe he was my friend, you know, but like. Were you never... scared of him or anything? No, like not even a little bit. But then like, he used to always whistle, right? Oh, wow. Like, that's that's a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was always here whistling. And there was this one time that I was like, I hadn't seen the guy with black hair in a long time. And uh, I was sleeping. And everyone was in bed at this point. My mom, my dad, my, my siblings, everyone was asleep. Anyway, like, um, my bedroom was down, like, this long hallway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all of a sudden, I just hear footsteps, like, walking towards my door. And like, oh, and the whistling was happening, and I'm just like, oh my god! And I was like freaking out, like I was really scared. And I remember just like hiding underneath my covers in my bed and just waiting yeah. for it to go away. Yeah, I would and have then, done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. And then I remember telling my mom about it in the morning, and she didn't want to freak me out. So she was just like, oh, it's probably the neighbors. And I'm like, my room was too far away from the neighbors to hear that kind of whistling. Like it was outside my door, like my bedroom door. And like you yeah, can hear it. That and would it, not and, be good. That would be like throw them in jail, neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, yeah, he's like creepily at my door right now, like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, he would have been in jail for a very long time. But yeah, it was like very like it was it was really terrifying, like really really scary. Yeah, for sure. And and that was after you had grown up a little bit, or around yeah. the same time. Yeah. So like I was in the pub, like where we was living when I was when I was quite young was like the early 90s right uh-huh and then and then uh i remember moving into this other house and it was like early 2000s so it was at least like a good 10 years in between you know oh, and then all of a sudden crazy. like the whistling is happening again it yeah. was like the most bizarre thing ever oh that's like, crazy i wonder if I, it's, it's like your spirit guide or something but it's right a little less creepy <laughs> right i would say that because like i believe in spirit guides too right and this is, like, a really freaky thing, too. And uh, my, my, my brother, he, he died, like, a long time ago, right? Oh, and, sorry. Um, no, it's, it's okay. He was, like, an adoptive brother that we had. And he was wonderful, wonderful. But he got in this car accident and because um, he fell asleep at the wheel. Right? Mm. It was really early in the morning, and he was, like, rushing out, but he was exhausted. And he crashed into a tree and he died. So but the weird thing about, about it is my brother made his own... Um, memorial video a couple of weeks before. Oh. And, yeah, and the song that he had on there was by Johnny Cash, and um, not a lot of people know this song, but it, it's called If You Could Read My Mind, Love, right? I have it tattooed <laughs> on my ribs. And it was, it's the most beautiful song. Anyway, like, I was on the road, and, uh, I was, like, going from town to town, like, wrestling and stuff like that, and I was traveling by myself, and I remember being a long drive, and I was falling asleep at the wheel, and for some reason, the radio came on, and, because I wasn't even listening to anything at that point, uh, the radio came on, and, and if you could read my mind love, came on the radio, and I've never heard it on Get the radio. Get out. Ever. No, seriously. I, like, got goosebumps something, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, I didn't know. I was like, maybe my brother is, like, looking out for me, you know? One like, million percent. Yeah. I am covered in goosebumps right now. Yeah. Isn't that so wild? Like, just, I could have, like, maybe potentially fallen asleep at the wheel and I could have died, like my brother, but I feel like he was taking care of me at that point. And a million percent. The only other time I heard his song was, I, I was in the airport recently at Burbank, 
and it wasn't Johnny Cash who was singing it. They did a cover, and it, and it came on the radio, and I was on my way to Phoenix, and I was with my friend Raquel. She, she's in the car with me right now. And I was just like, holy crap, like, my brother's song is on right now. And then I just felt like a bad vibe, like, oh, my God, what if something bad's going to happen? But I was like, well, maybe he's just checking in, you know, because it's yeah. very bad that you hear that song ever. Like, it's oh, a very that's, bad song. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's really, really wonderful. Oh, I love it. So you don't have any of the, the medium skills the rest of your family got, huh? Well, the thing is with me, it's like kind of like my sister, like, I don't know what the word would be. Like, I can, I feel stuff. Like, it's so it's so random. Like, I can feel it. I can't see it. I can't do it. But, like, I'm very, yeah, like an energy thing, but also, like, a really great intuition when it comes to, like, certain people, certain things. And it's just, like, Same. yeah, it's, like, I don't know if it's, and then my boyfriend currently is, like, an, he's, like, an empath. Like, he literally absorbs everyone's energy to the point where he can't control how he feels, you know? Yeah, I I feel that pain as well. Yeah, like, we're constantly feeling like that. And so we both have, like, these crazy, like, energies where, like, we can constantly even look at someone and be like, oh, my God, no, like, that's not a good person or, you know, it's, like, very strange. But, yeah, I can feel stuff. And it's not even just, like, uh, spiritual stuff. I can feel stuff that's about to, like, it's really strange. I know it sounds, like, crazy, but, like, when stuff is about to happen, Oh, you know? no, I, I, I am totally on the same page with you. I think it's, you just got a different version of it. Yeah, it's, like, very surreal. And, like, I remember going, because my mom used to take me to spiritual churches when I was younger. And I just remember, like, this medium, he would pull me aside, and every time he'd be like, you have a gift, you need to learn how to use it. And I never knew what it, what it was, and I still don't really fully understand it. Yeah. But there's, there's something there. Oh, and then I nearly missed the best thing. So, like, there's this little gypsy lady that would find my mom somehow every 10 years. What? Right? Every 10 years. It was very surreal. Like, and um, she told my mom, she was like, one day you're going to have kids and you'll you know, have a little girl and she's going to be something special, right? And mom was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> then 10 years later, she's like, with, she, like, has me in, like, this, uh, Push chair, I don't know what you call it, stroller, uh-huh. and um, and she was just like, she told my mom then too, she was like, no, she's going to be something special, and she's going to have a name and lights, and she's going to wear like a certain uniform, and she's going to move to America, and she's going to do it, and she started like, just listening to stuff, and um, and then she just kept doing it, like every 10 years she would, she would find her, and uh, I think she found my mom recently, but I can't remember what she said, but my mom was like, you just so happened to wear a uniform and that's the wrestling uniform you, you your name was in lights you moved to america and it was just like the most surreal thing ever like oh that's had something crazy. like that happened to us wild that's amazing i love the whole yeah. wrestling tie into it too that's really neat yeah yeah it's very it's very wild it's a wild feeling but i love i love anything when it comes to like just anything spiritual like oh, i love i love it like I'm not a religious person, um, and I don't judge anyone who is a religious person. It's just not something for me, but I'm, I lo- I, I'm very spiritual. Same. Well, first off, imaginary friends scare the shit out of me. Right. They always have. <laughs> and, like, anytime, like, you talk to a kid, and they're like, oh, my imaginary friend. I'm like, nope, you're out. Instantly, Stop. it's a ghost to me. For ghost. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, and that... that um, Gypsy, spy, psychic medium lady who knew who she was going to be before she was even Terry. born. <laughs> Helena. <laughs> <laughs> no, so crazy. And then 
I got goosebumps all over me, uh, all over me about that, that song coming on. Yeah, so so amazing. So thanks, Paige. You're the best. She's so incredible. She really, she really is. is. And like, I don't even watch wrestling. I'll be 100 honest. I don't watch it. But she's just incredible and like such a good energy and just one of the one of the good ones. She really, truly is. I the first time I met her, I instantly was in love, and I said she's gonna be my friend. Yeah. And I randomly. Ran into her, remember, in Cincinnati. I know. You sent me this picture. Yeah. Guess who I ran into? We were both just, like, standing at a bar next to each other, and we had worked with her the weekend before, and she, like, yeah. tapped me. She's like, hey. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why are you in Cincinnati? One of my favorite experiences of all the cons we've ever done is um, we went to a Star Wars bar in San Jose, and Paige was there, and we sang karaoke, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. She's got quite the singing voice. Really? Like, insanely Whoa, good. who knew? Yeah. So thanks, Paige. You guys reach out to her. Tell her you loved having her on the show. If you have any wrestling friends out there, tell them that we had her on the show, and they should come listen. Yeah. Anything to get them to listen. But we are just about to wrap up. We should tell you guys all the stuff. All the things. things. Season two, one and two, Amazon Prime. America, UK. Yes. I'm sure some other places, but primarily there. (laughs) People are loving it. I know. I'm so excited. I love seeing this stuff on social. I do. And I I may have watched it like three times now, like both seasons. Um, We have T-shirts and stickers for sale on our website, oddityfiles.com. We're on all the socials. Tell mm-hmm. them about the socials, Clayton. Yeah, so you can find us on all the socials. And that's where, like, if you have ghost stories, um, they don't even have to be ghost stories. They can be alien stories. They can just be, if you know more about, like, Thunderbirds or Nikola Tesla or Tom Edison's ghost devices, um, just drop us a message on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook. They're all under Oddity Files. Or, as always, you can send us an email at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We love hearing your guys' stories, and um, it's actually been a little while since we included, like, a fan-submitted one, so don't stop sending us those. But like we say, guys, don't just send us, like, this one time there was a female ghost in my house. Like, tell us a story so that we can share it yes. with, with you guys. And I love reading them We so love much. those so much. Uh, but yeah, you can, like I said, just DM us those stories or email oddityfilescrew at gmail.com because we absolutely love getting them. Um. Speaking of emails, we got an email. Remember the story I had told you about the uh, the seat in Indianapolis? It was covered in blood with teeth on it. Yes. And it ended Ugh. up being a yeah. suicide vehicle. Well, Jim, VIP Jim actually emailed and he says, when they auction off those cars, they don't clean oh. them. The police. Oh, my god. So gosh. it makes sense. So thanks for that correction, uh, VIP Jim. Holy I have hell. no idea. That's... Ugh. Ugh. Threw up my mouth a little bit. That's so scary. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. please rate, review, and subscribe. You guys are amazing. We, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but we are so grateful for each and every one of you. Absolutely, you guys have no idea. It's ridiculous how much fun we're having Uh. telling stories. I thought Clayton might fall asleep during my uh, paranormal inventor story, but he was just as interested as I was. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. So, and if you guys have any um, thing you want us to research and tell you guys, oh yeah, that's cool. Go to oddityfilescrew at gmail and all the stuff and all the things. And if you're listening before May first, twenty nineteen, you can still use the coupon code on our merch. 
Oh, I did mean to ask if there was an end date to that. Yeah, I just did it through the month. Um, Perfect. And the coupon code is THX10K. It's like, thanks, 10K. Perfect. And you go to oddityfiles.com, you click on shop, and that is where you can get the discount. You guys are the fucking best, and we fucking love you, and we can't wait to do this again. And you're no longer the weakest link. But weird is the new cool. Goodbye. Bye.